Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. <clears throat> I'm Matt. Is, am I next? <laughs> no. <I'm... laughs> We're the ones no, that forgot. It's Melanie. <laughs> Melanie Gow is next. Melanie Gow. Oh, I'm Mel. Oh, yes. That's and me. I'm Tammy. <laughs> yes. So... I like how Matt cleared his voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, and I'm Matt. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very deep as well. I'm Matt. Yes, yes, I am. We got a full house this week. Yay! And Yay. we have this specialist of special guests. Uh, you've heard her feedback. You've probably heard her voice because she has. she's on all the podcasts. It's Nutty! Yay! Yay! Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me back. Um, it's funny. I've been watching and just sending my feedback as I watch. And I was ahead of you guys. And then I stopped after watching this episode after I sent him feedback, and then I was like, oh, right, this this is my episode. I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> and see, you haven't seen the whole season yet? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't, I thought maybe we took a break for, oh, cool. We took a break for One Punch Man, which is um, Ooh, I love pretty much this, but a lot more fun. <laughs> I don't know. What is One Punch Man? That sounds awesome. Uh, it is an anime. His superpower is he defeats his opponents with one punch. So he's basically the Iron Fist, but cooler. Uh, <laughs> I did a whole episode of Nutty Bites about it, uh, but it's on Netflix, and I highly recommend you watch it. Nice. And uh, so it was that and the Samurai Gourmet. Yeah, which I still need to watch because everyone's told me to watch it. Yeah. It's adorable. Awesome. I need to watch all this stuff. Uh, so I've got a little bit of news this week. Uh, the first bit I should say is we are recording one week late. So apologies, listeners, that you've had to wait a couple of weeks in between episodes. Um, this actually ties in with the first bit of news as well, which is the very exciting Defenders trailer, um, which is also the first time that I've ever learned anything about what's happening with the Defenders by being alerted by Tammy. Um, Tammy, <laughs> Tammy has now become the master and I'm the apprentice. And the reason was I was in hospital. <laughs> I was in hospital for a week Um uh, due to various things going on in my body that shouldn't be. And um, so we couldn't record last week. But I got, um, I actually woke up in my hospital bed very high on morphine, which was lovely, and saw that Tammy had posted that they'd released a Defenders trailer. And I was so excited that I promptly fell asleep. And then woke <laughs> up a few hours later and actually watched it and was like, yay, and then fell asleep again. Um, but yeah, the first time I watched it, I was kind of quite high on morphine, so I don't remember much, but I have seen it since. Um, so thank you, Tammy, for posting that. <laughs> no problem. I felt uh, like you were busy. So. Uh, yeah, I was busy. I was busy, like, in, like flailing in pain in hospital and yeah, screaming, okay. apparently, according to my nurse. So that was fun. Um, oh, that's awesome. But I don't know, um, have any of the rest of you guys seen the Defenders trailer? Uh, I watched it once, yeah. Uh, did you see it, Nutty? I did. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it's a little stilted, but I, I definitely enjoyed the whole um, the hallway reference and uh, uh, how it seems like they're all working together. That was very exciting to me. And my I favorite bit, of course, was them sitting around a table at the end, because that's all I want the defenders to be, is just them sitting around a table bitching at each other, because I love it. <laughs> I want to know why Daredevil's not wearing his costume. I don't know, but I, I, mm. I feel like I have to get my little Matt Murdock Funko, like Pop Funko ready for Defenders by tying a little bit of grey grey material around his eyes oh, so he's oh. in Defenders costume. Um, I, I'm guessing that maybe he gets 
he's taken unawares. Um, they didn't know they were going to fight because he's the only one who's got a costume. So yeah, that's, you know, that's Jessica's scarf. Yeah, it's Jessica's yeah. scarf that he's grabbed. From yeah. Her. So that just seemed to me that it was very impromptu. Yeah. And I tweeted I, um, um, Stephanie Maslansky, the costume designer, because when I interviewed her, she said that in Daredevil season one, they had real problems designing the fabric for um, mm-hmm. the black mask that Matt wears. So, like, um, obviously, Charlie Cox and Chris Brewer could see through it, but so it didn't look see through. So I really want to know, like, how they, you know, like if she read the scripts and found out that he was going to be wearing this scarf for Jessica, she was like, oh, God damn it, because they've obviously got to now design that and get that fabric exactly right as well. Um, so I'd be really interested to know that because obviously they have a big fight scene by the looks where he is wearing that. But yeah, it looks it looks good. Tammy was very excited, I know. Yeah, I I it makes me miss Jessica Jones so much though. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I probably will be doing a rewatch in I don't know what spare time, most likely while I'm working. But mm. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I need to do that because I miss her a lot, and I didn't realize how much until I watched that trailer. I think <laughs> I said the same like, thing to yep. you, didn't I, Tammy? Because we've just yeah. had, obviously, Iron Fist. Before that, we had Luke Cage, and we've had Daredevil Season 2. But it feels like forever since we had Jessica Jones, so I just Too really want to see her on the screen Too again. Long. Too long. Yeah. 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 So that was obviously she the most exciting. amazing. Oh, yeah. I love her. Um, I also... think the other thing I liked... Sorry. No, it's okay. Go on. The other thing that I really liked about the trailer was... Um, the Luke and Danny intro and he's just like you can tell that Luke is kind of annoyed and disbelieving and I'm like meet your new best friend yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and he but actually punches the trailer, I feel like he's kind of amused uh, he's yeah. yeah I feel like he's kind of amused by Danny <laughs> I think I think like Danny seems to like really wind Jessica up and Luke's amused not only at Danny but also yeah. how much he winds that Jessica up which yeah. I kind of like, yeah. yeah. And also, we obviously got Misty Knight in it, and we saw Colleen Wing, and I was like, get these two together now and have Daughters of the Dragon, please. Give her that robot arm! Damn it! Yes! <laughs> <I want. laughs> um, so, another bit of news this week. They have announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been picked up for season five, uh, so there will be a Yay. fifth season. I I haven't watched it since season two, um, but you were saying it's got really good lately, Tammy. And you were crying I, your eyes I out really the other day. I really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, so not like this last episode, but the episode before that, I was telling Claire, I was like, I sobbed so hard, I thought I was going to wake Dan up <laughs> It was intense. I had to watch a comedy afterward to, like, bleach my mind so I could go to bed after it. <laughs> so I was like, this is, it was, to me, it was such a great episode, and um, I I am preparing myself for the eventual cancellation of this show because there's just not as many people watching it. But uh, I'm glad that it's gotten picked up for another season. I think since they've decided to split the seasons up into two and kind of treat it almost like a part one and part two versus a full 20 some odd episodes of a show and treat it more like a 10 or 11 episode arc and a Mm. a 10, 11 episode arc that it's tightened up the show as a whole. So um, I thought that was smart for them to do that. And I've really enjoyed the show. So I think very few shows can carry like a 22. No, nobody season. can. It's so long, you know, Except you're going to you're just going to end up having filler episodes because what else are you going to do when you're trying to tell a story for that long? Mm-hmm. You're going to have filler like that's what life is. And <laughs> it's, 
you have every day there's parts of it that's filler and that's what happens during these shows so i'm just glad that they've uh they when they made that change i feel like it changed the way the show works and mm. it's i think it's a lot better uh, speaking of Marvel shows as well, um, I think this, I mean, this is over the last couple of weeks. There was a first look at the um, the characters from the Inhumans TV series. Did you guys see this at all? There's been like a, a preview of what the characters look like. in a Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it was like Halloween costumes. Yeah. There's been like a lot of people really aren't happy. They're like, they look worse than cosplayers I saw at whatever con last week. Um because, like, the main guy, like, Black Bolt, isn't wearing a mask and stuff. And his costume, anyway, from the comics is pretty... It's not that exciting. It's kind of black with some white detail on it. So when you've got, like, a kind of generic, good-looking guy in a kind of generic costume, it's not that exciting. And I think the other criticism was the wig that they pick for Medusa is pretty bad. Which it is pretty bad. Um, so we'll wait and see. I mean, maybe it will look better in motion um it's always hard to like tell these things but yeah it's had kind of a bit of a very lukewarm response on the internet and i think it's going to be weird because they're one of the articles i read like they're really trying to make a point that it's not a spinoff of um agents of shield like Mm -hmm. not not in any way shape or form going to be related to agents of shield but i'm like but they're in humans and agents of shield like i i don't know i just i I'm They're trying inhumans to... with a Z. Oh, in you, in human, oh. inhuman Zs. Oh. Yeah, they're inhuman Zs. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> now it makes sense. I'm well, they were sort of using, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were almost using, like, inhumans in place of mutants, you know, yeah. kind of like they yeah. did with Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I have to see. Um, you know, we'll still check it out. Um, it's also got uh, Ramsey Bolton from uh, Game of Thrones, and he's always awesome, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in it. And then the last bit of news was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was released, and I know Tammy's seen it, and I've seen it. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Mm-mm. No. Not yet. It's it's really fun. It's very fun. Yeah. Fun. And it made me cry, of course, because, you know, <laughs> CGI raccoons always make me cry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You know. I was already spoiled on one thing from the trailer, but oh, really? uh, I'm still looking forward to it. But it seems like everybody is loving it, so that's good. Yeah, it's had a really good response. Yeah. I, I saw it as well in um, a really nice uh, movie theater where we we got these um, big armchair seats, you know, where you can recline them all the way back. So we were basically lying there watching on screen and like my two friends I was with had beers and pizza delivered to their chairs and it was like it was awesome and the atmosphere there was only about 30 of us in the screening so it's it's like real movie fans like go to this screen and the atmosphere was just great everyone was like cheering and like singing along it was brilliant yeah it was like the nerdiest screening ever (laughs) I've avoided the music because I don't want to I don't want to mess up my viewing of it Mm-hmm. By getting the music, you know, I know it's going to be music that I already know, but there was something about watching uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and all of that music driving every scene. Mm-hmm. And it was so much a part of the movie that I don't want to know what's on the volume two soundtrack because I don't want to screw up that kind of an experience again. Yeah. And yeah. and it, yeah. just like the first one, it definitely music is a huge component. So, yep. yeah. 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 Well, let us know what you thought of it when you've seen it. I will. Cool. 
Um, okay, so that's basically it for news. That was quite a bit, but obviously it was for the last two two weeks. So this week we are discussing Iron Fist episode uh, seven, Felling Tree with Roots. It was written by Ian Stokes and directed by returning director Farron Blackburn, who I know has also worked on the Defenders recently. Um, and the little description is Ward's loyalty is tested. Danny discovers a rogue division and the mysterious. What does that mean? And the mysterious Bakuto visits Colleen's dojo unannounced. That tells us nothing, description, nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we start off with uh, Harold meditating in his weird sarcophagus thing. And he's suddenly awakened and pulled out of the tank by these goons. And a white handprint appears on top. (laughs) Why do all of the hand have to have, like, scuzzy hands so they can leave hands? (laughs) Do Do you reckon they all run around with, like, white? white face paint on their hands in case they have to leave a handprint somewhere i guess yeah yeah that's, i just, that's I just imagine like, it's like deodorant i just imagine like when he opened his eyes when that handprint appeared because i just keep thinking of him as faramir from lord of the rings and i just imagine him being like oh, saruman because <laughs> it's the white hand of saruman <laughs> <laughs> um at least we find out what that weird little stuff is that he's been drinking, like the homeopathy stuff, because he says it's milk thistle and it's good for the liver. I was like, Ugh. sounds Ugh. good. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and we find out, obviously, Madame Gao is not happy that Harold didn't mention that Danny. Oh, by the way, Danny is the Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, yeah, which yeah, he should have mentioned, but Harold's kind of playing all all yeah. you know parties at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's playing whatever works for him at the moment. Exactly. That's what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I love, because he says, like, obviously Danny's dead. Uh, Danny doesn't know he's alive. And then Danny just shows up, and you see yeah. how his face, and his face is just, oh, shit. <laughs> that really made me laugh. So just as we were starting this episode, mm-hmm. uh, my husband, Tacky, he says to me, I'm really starting to like Ward. Um, and then he, and, and this is when I said that I was starting to like daddy Meacham as a character. I'm like, I am really getting into him and Tex like, no, 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 I'm really getting into junkie ward. And then we started this episode and I was like this whole scene. I was like, look at him. Look at every level of deception he has. How, (laughs) convincingly believable he can be i swear on my children's lives and then in comes danny um (laughs) and then when he cuts his own finger off with that tonto it's like that was yeah that was oh my god that's dedication like he didn't even ask danny to do it for him he was like no i got this does he figure they would have known if he sent one of the goons fingers they probably i think they would have known when they saw he had five yeah, yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could you could kind of try to hide it. I don't know. But the fact that he just throws his finger in the bin—I mean, that was so funny. Later, I mean, skipping ahead when Ward is going to throw up and he goes to throw up in the bin and he sees the finger in there, and he's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, made me laugh. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I I, I love, I do love Daddy Meacham. I really yeah. love Junkie Ward. Like, um, and this is kind of the episode where you know everything kind of comes head to head. But like. In this in this scene, like we've seen Harold kill the guy before, you know, when he went in disguise and killed the guy with the, the katana. But he like full on like stabs this guy 
like a thousand times in the chest and then slits the mm-hmm. other guy's throat. And it's like, okay, you know, okay. Like, I, f- I feel like as well, like his isolation has kind of made him feel like he was kind of crazy before, but this isolation that he can't go out at all has even made him more crazy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I completely agreed. And he's been training to fight. Yeah. Yeah, the whole so, time. I just yeah. want to fight All everyone. He does every day. <laughs> I, just, I, I just want to fight everyone. I already killed my assistant, Kyle. No! no! Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We haven't Kyle. seen him for, well, for a long time. Spoilers, guys. Let me Kyle you, will return. 70, he will return. Yeah, 75% of my notes is, where's Kyle? Why isn't <laughs> Kyle in the scene? Where's he hiding? He can't get a day off. Where's Kyle? Why isn't Kyle here? What did he do to Kyle? No, what did he do to Kyle? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a lot of that. Kyle, was so where fun. was Kyle? Kyle works long hours and doesn't get holiday. So where is he? Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's getting in milk. his regeneration chamber. He's getting the milk thistle for Harold. He's juicing the milk thistle for Harold. He picks it by hand and he grinds it himself. Oh, wow. He's he's milking the thistle? (laughs) He's like a a mother bird. He, like, chews it for Harold. Come here, Harold. I can't. I can't. No. I am so sick right now, Mel. Just... Sorry. Just from that <laughs> mental image. I have this I have this like blessing and a curse thing where everything I hear I think in pictures, so everything I hear or read, um, I see it visually in my head and that was really very vivid. <laughs> well, I'm glad my descriptive screw skills are all <laughs> You are a regular wordsmith, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so we get I like the bit here where He's like, oh, why don't you just do your your iron fist? And Danny looks all sad. I mean, it's it's obviously like a, a you know, a thing for he needs like some iron fist Viagra or something. Because he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't do all the time. It drains my chi. And he looks so sad. Yeah. I love it. And this is yeah. from the comics at one point. Tantric like, iron fist. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think at the comics now he can just use it whenever. But I think that was in the comics where it does drain his chi. It drains my mm. chi. Oh. Um, so and we found out that, like, well, Harold says that he had no idea that Wendell knew Madame Gal, but obviously he could be lying. He probably is. Um, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, he cuts his own finger off. Gross. And um, it's not as bad as I will say as if anyone's read the book Kabuki by David Mack, that has the most badass removing of a finger because of you know in law to the, you know if you're punished by the yakuza you remove your finger. That has the most badass version of that ever. It's awesome. And definitely read Kabuki. Bite it off? Does he bite it off with his teeth? Uh, no, I can tell you no. if you want. The girl bites it off with her teeth, <laughs> eats the flesh, and then spits the bone out at them. <laughs> Sorry, Nutty. Oh. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure it's worse for Nutty, but it's pretty bad for me as well. <laughs> Nasty. Oh. Badass, though. <laughs> Pretty cool. And she used it, and they're so distracted by her doing that, as you would be. You'd just be looking at someone Fire? in horror. Sorry. Claire, don't give Mel ideas. <laughs> Reaction to that? I'm, I'm looking like, at Matt's fingers <laughs> right now, and I've got a pair of scissors in my hands. <laughs> num, 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 num. <laughs> um, Joy is quite dumb, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> because in the next scene, she's like having to go at Ward, obviously, about visiting the pharmacy, um, and she wants him to get help. And then, and I'm sorry if it's anyone's quote, but the phone rings, and she says, who's Frank Stein? Is he your dealer? 
What? <laughs> you mean Frank Einstein in the phone? <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, I was I like, Joy, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah, I thought she she got that it was a fake name, and that's why she thought it was his dealer. I guess. Mm. Like, cause, cause it could have been anyone that, like, if it was, I mean, if if it was any random name, like, you know, if it was uh, Nutty calling, you know, she might also think that that's a dealer because maybe well, she doesn't know Nutty. nutty. Person? Exactly. <laughs> so I just think she saw it and thought Frankenstein looks like made up name, which it is, and thought that that's why he had it in there that way because it's this dealer. Maybe. Okay. It is like a really ridiculous fake name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, like, oh, anyway, um, so Harold phones Ward. <laughs> Harold phones Ward and tells him he needs his help at the penthouse. And this is the first time I wrote in my notes, "Poor Ward." And then I drew a sad face. <laughs> that happened a lot in this episode. Oh, and then. Oh, go on. Sorry. It is. It is like I don't know. You just really, really feel for <laughs> Ward. And then later yeah. on, like, he's even, like, Harold's having a go at him, even telling him he's a shitty thief. And it's yeah. oh, like, I don't know. It's just, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. I just want to hug him. Yeah. Um, they also make him look like a hot mess, which helps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually looks less scary when he's a hot mess. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm less creeped out by Ward as, as full-blown junkie Ward. I mean, I just... Yeah. I don't know. Then reptilian ward when he's just, Ugh. Ugh. yeah, he's creepy. Got Eric Trump, yeah, yeah, when he's yeah. Eric Trump ward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Colleen and Danny are having their own Matt and Claire Temple moment because she's stitching up his wounds. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. Why? Why do you hate it? Uh, because you know they're gonna have sex. <laughs> 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 As I said, around this time in when we were watching the episodes, Rebecca and I, all we kept saying to each other was, step away from the virgin, Colleen. <laughs> Leave the virgin alone. Is he a virgin? He never says yeah, that. He's, he's a virgin. He is, yeah. he's a virgin. He is, because yeah. unless he had sex before, he, before he was the plane crash, which, yeah. like, he's a little boy. Um, I know, but... He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't talk about women in Kunlun, although he apparently he went there once, but... That was a different time. Yeah. And he said he had a vow of chastity. So it's totally a virgin. And he's a little boy, even though he's a grown up. Like, like he's in, in a grown body, but he's still a little boy inside. He's like it Tom is, Hanks in Big. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like Tom Hanks in Big. It is absolutely gross to me when I rewatched this today. It got to that part and I'm like, no, I'm fast forwarding. I can't watch this. I just can't <laughs> watch this again. It's horrible. As I, much as... He looks great with his shirt off. <laughs> and as I, ha- I have to give him props for something else. I, yeah, I will give him props for something else in that scene, and we'll get to that later. Okay. But I kind of agree. I'm a bit like, oh, I don't so know. So it grosses you up because he's kind of a child on the inside? Yeah. What, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But then I want Men's him and Misty together, bigger. and Misty's even older, so. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I hope he grows up. He needs to grow up, and then he can get with Misty. That'd be great. Because he can't be with uh, someone who's mentally his age either. That's also Ooh, no. Oh. <laughs> he's it seems like he was 
That person would be 10, so it would be really disturbing. (laughs) It seemed like he was almost more ready than she was to have sex, because he was like, are you sure you're okay with this? Like, it should have been her that asked him that, are you sure you're okay with this? She should have known. I loved him asking her. I think he's just ready to have sex. Like, oh, yeah, I he's, he's just excited to have sex. Yeah. yeah, probably. His, but his mean, chi still, is fully like, fully charged again. He's like, ready to go. <laughs> I'm going to get my glowy penis. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, Mel, because in the feedback that I sent in, it was Colleen should have been the one to yeah. say, but wait, are you sure you want me to take your virginity here? Yeah, like yeah, true. Mr. I, I do and, love, I do love that he did ask her if she's sure beforehand. I thought it was yeah. very polite. <laughs> I was like, "Good on you." Consent is sexy. We met, mm-hmm. not yeah. you know, as well. Are you sure you're okay? It should have been a back and forth. No, no, no. Are you sure you're? <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what about Consent you? is sexy, so that that that's very good. But also, Colleen, she 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 gives him alcohol first. It's like, oh. it's like this whole thing. It's like, oh, no, don't. Oh, she did an Amy Schumer on him. Sorry. I don't like Amy <laughs> Schumer. Oh. I don't know what in reference that is, but it, whatever it is, it's awful. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't like Amy Schumer. <laughs> no. So there's a, a very important point in this scene, uh, Mel. I'm going to signal you out. Where they say, what? why is it Madame Gal? Why isn't it Mrs. Gal or Linda Gal? And I wrote in my notes, no, it's because it's Melanie Gal. We know this. We established this in season one of Daredevil. We just need to see her ID card. It should say M Gal. Yes. <laughs> Madame Melanie Gal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Ms. Gal. Ms. <laughs> my name's Ms. Gal. <laughs> then Claire Temple texts to say that Zabina's safe, and I was like, oh yeah, she's not in this episode. Hooray! <laughs> I'm so mean. Yes, yeah, so this is where Colleen kind of is like, hey, come and drink on the floor, Danny. Why on the floor? I know, they were just on the bed. I know. And also, he's he's got an injury as well. But we get this nice little story about Brother brother Cow would harvest plums to make wine. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it just really amused me. <laughs> this whole little story about <laughs> little mini Danny and his friend Davos like stealing wine. <laughs> I I kind of I wrote in my notes. I was like, I wonder if we ever get to meet Davos. Hmm. I don't know. Actually, I not do, really. but I'm not saying. <laughs> oh. I hope he has no fingers. <laughs> I haven't, really met, I haven't really met any of the monks really, besides exactly. like, the apparition yeah. one. Yeah. We only saw the two in the first episode, kind of standing well, over. We him. didn't meet them. We didn't meet them. No. Mm, I don't know. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> uh, we find out more about Danny's tattoo, though, because he says it's not a tattoo, it's the mark of the Iron Fist. And then he gives his description of what the Iron Fist is, so I wrote it down, because, you know, this is how the show explains it. The Iron Fist is a unique force passed down to protect Kunlun. It lets him harness his chi and enhances his strength and focus, and makes his fist glow. Gives him a glowy <laughs> fist. Um... I don't know if you guys have been. when it's really dark outside. Well, I, I don't know if you guys have been following the official Twitter Twitter's accounts for um, the defenders. If you definitely should follow the Jessica Jones one because it's amazing. That's the one I follow. And they just they just go back and forth, kind of bitching and arguing, and it's amazing. But there was one where Jessica wrote something to um, to the Iron Fist one, and she said something like, "Oh, the power's out in my uh, in my apartment. Can you lend me a hand to like Danny Rand?" <laughs> I thought it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Little flashlight fist. 
Um, Claire really wants to see his glowy fist, but he's like, no, I've got to save my cheeks. We're about to make love. Um, uh, and Colleen, we see, is still beating herself up over Radovan, obviously. Uh, there's a really cool shot. I love the, sil- the silhouette of them in the doorway. And it's the silhouette of them. It's when Colleen's taking her top off. I just thought it was like a really lovely composed shot. So I made a note of it for some reason. Nice. Yeah. So, Mel, you were yelling at the screen at this point, yeah? No, not really. But I was like, uh, like, I was just annoyed. I was like, come on. Like, do, like, not all characters need to have sex all the time. Like, just because it's a guy and a girl doesn't mean yes. they need to get together every time like it's really yeah why is like it it's... you're the only girl i know let's have yeah. sex <laughs> the only other one he knows is jerry and she's gay and joy, joy which is his joy. sister basically yeah but i mean i feel like i don't i just don't know like you don't need to have a relationship you don't it yeah. doesn't it's not necessary for the show it's not necessary to haul the girls in because like, i feel like that's what why shows do it they do it for the romance and I would have been fine without it, you know? And, well, I think as well for, like, the emotional sakes. But, I mean, you can... I, I would prefer that they are... You know, they they respect each other as uh, peers and friends. And yeah. she's, like, one of the only yeah. friends Actually, that Danny has. the emotional stakes for me. Well, and that would... If it's just friends, they would give it just as much emotional yeah. stakes. Yeah, exactly. They don't need to do it as a love story. I wasn't as annoyed with this one as I was with Claire and Luke in in Luke Cage just because she was annoying me in that show and I really like Colleen um in this show and also yeah. I you know I was kind of like no Jessica Jones um but yeah I wish they didn't have this love story in it I, I do feel like it's kind of forced yeah. in I feel yeah, like before they were peers and they were equals mm-hmm. and there were stakes and you could see that he was bringing her around reluctantly or at least that's what we thought at the time uh to help him and she was beginning to care about the cause and care about him like she could tell this guy can't be on his own he needs help Mm -hmm. he may be a great fighter but he's lacking in other ways and i felt that that was a really strong um connection and then they had sex and it's like oh now she's just moon eyes and it's just there's there's no real like I don't know. It just it changed everything. I mean, the way she mm-hmm. talks about him after the fact is not the character we've known. Mm. You know, the oh, uh, just see him fight, blah blah blah. No, you used to criticize him in 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 a just way. Like you can't. There to me, there is more sincerity to a person who can look at someone objectively and realistically, and you know, say you've got the right intentions, but cure your faults mm-hmm. than a person who just blindly adores. Yeah. Because that's not real. Blind adoration isn't real respect. It's not real emotion. Whereas if you're actually in a real relationship with someone, there is good, there is bad, and you can see both sides of that person. Yeah. So that I, that's my, like, I there's so many things that I hate about them sleeping together. And so that's another one. It's just, I agree. I, do, I I really hated the conversation she has with um, Bakudo later when she's sort of like, oh, he's amazing. And it's like, come on, Colleen. No, don't go yeah. all sort of. I don't I don't see like her her being like that at all. Just as if they had Misty start talking like that, I'd be like, no, come on. This isn't you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I mean, we had Misty and Luke. Granted, like they didn't have a. It was like a one night stand for them. But beforehand, mm-hmm. like they had sex and they were. You could see that they had attraction to each other mm-hmm. through you know a lot of parts of that show. But it was, it was just a different relationship. They were two adults. They mm-hmm. could see each other as they were. You know, yeah. faults, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then you have, yeah, like Nettie's saying, like, she just all of a sudden is like a puppy dog. And it's like, why? I, I don't understand. I mean, granted, yeah. he's got an iron dick, but still. <laughs> like just, his dick glows in the dark, Tammy. Come on. I, guess, I mean, his dick may glow, but I, one of my <laughs> notes during this scene was, and it was during that same uh, shot that you were talking about, Claire, where mm-hmm. it was like that silhouette. So she takes her top off, like her shirt, and I was like, Wait a second. Is she not wearing a bra? Because if she is not, I am so jealous of those boobs. Oh, like, yeah. They were, they were like in place. They didn't, nothing happened with, they just stayed as if she was still and, wearing a bra. And if she was wearing, if that was a sports bra she took off instead, I have never seen someone so effortlessly take off a sports bra. Because uh, you no, cannot no. take those off in a sexy no. way. No, you know, you're no, like all no. elbows everywhere taking those off. It's, it's a contor- contortion act, you know, yeah. taking off a sports bra. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so in the next scene, we see Hot Mess uh, Ward when he looks in the mirror because he's arrived at the, the penthouse. And Harold is just having fun hitting these dead guys' teeth out with a hammer. That was <laughs> kind of shocking. Is what? That was kind of shocking. Yeah, it's like, what, what the hell? Like The gore oh, of it. Yeah, he just like is having a blast and... Yeah. I mean, my reaction was pretty much like Ward. I was like, Ugh. but I did laugh when he saw Harold's finger in the bin. At first, I thought he was bashing their face in, like with a big, like to make a big impact crater to make it look like they got punched in the face by Iron <laughs> Fist. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Mm. Look, Iron Fist punched this guy, and his lower jaw exploded. <laughs> his head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh... Yeah, so they he basically um, Harold tells Ward to take the bodies to Pelham Park, Bay Park, and Ward's really angry. And then I, this is when I had sad sad Ward number two when Harold basically is like, "Oh, I knew you would come. You always do." I was like, "Oh, oh Ward." Mm-hmm. And we find out that Harold took Joy hunting, but he never took Ward. Oh, I mean, hunting and... hunting is I I don't like hunting, but you know he didn't take Ward. He just took Joy because yeah. she's his favorite. Oh. I, I, I thought that was hysterical because it just it, it's totally believable. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so anyone here know the music from the musical Hamilton? Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> it's like take him to the Pelham Bay Park landfill and I'm thinking every oh it's 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 Pelham Bay, my bad. I thought he was sending him to New Jersey. <laughs> Never mind. In <laughs> my take head these bodies to Jersey. <laughs> in my head I thought he was sending him to Jersey. And in my head, I heard everything's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> because I, I dump somebody in the Bronx, I dump them in Jersey. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know where he dumps them because it seems like it's like the the Mississippi swamp he dumps them in. Yeah, it's the amount of bizarre. frogs and crickets and like mosquitoes. Yeah. I was like, where are they? No, I wrote he Ward dumps the corpses in a lake slash river slash swamp question mark. You can find places like that in Jersey, which is why I thought it was Jersey. Ooh, it should be Jersey. Uh, Ward finds some more pills in his trunk, uh, in his car, and obviously we know he's going to take the lot. I thought for sure he'd get, he'd take too many and then get caught with a body in the car. 
Oh, no. It's not how it looks, officer. Um, pretty sure it is. <laughs> Got two bodies in your car. Uh, um, but I love the bit where he's arguing with the corpses about how messed up it is. Yeah. He's like, arguing with that. this dead guy. Oh, it was so good. I, yeah, I love Ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this is where we first find out that he's got his own special little secret account. He's got 25 million in there. Yep. Everything's yep. coming up roses for Ward. Or not. Everything's coming up for Ward. Everything's coming for Ward. Meanwhile in Dojo, Colleen wakes up. Danny's posing at the window. Not standing, he's posing. I was like, he's like, I've just had sex and it felt so good. He's like, see you lonely island in New York. <laughs> I'd love it if he had like a dance around, you know, New York. He's just strutting down the street. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, he he says, I enjoyed last night. She's like, yeah, I did too. <laughs> and I feel like they should shake hands. <laughs> well, I, I just was like, okay, this is the first time he's had sex ever. It, I'm sorry. He could he have, would have lasted amazing. like two seconds. Like, yeah. Like, it, I don't know what her expectations were, but. <laughs> but as we said, he has got a glowy dick. So, yeah, maybe it was just the novelty of it that she, <laughs> she was into. I don't know. Well, we we can get a little bit of explanation later when her teacher shows up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know about your thoughts about the teacher later. Mm. Uh, so Danny arrives at the office and he asks Megan for all of Wendell's files. Um, and then this is when Joy gives him the statement that he's going to make to the board meeting, which is an apology, but he's still concerned because the plant is making people sick. And then... Old Madam Melanie Gow just strolls right up to Rand, <laughs> to Rand in the daylight. And I remember watching this and being like, what, what the hell? Because <laughs> you never see Madam Gow in the daylight. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, it's kind of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll actually give Danny a little bonsai tree for his feng shui. Yep. And obviously all I thought of was Twin Peaks. And I thought there's going to be like a little microphone in that. She was going to be recording him. And I wanted like... That's what I thought, too. I wanted him to just go up to it and go, Banzai! <laughs> <laughs> like in Twin Peaks. Yeah, um, yeah like, I, d- I don't know what Madam Gal's game is here. She says she's been in Rand longer than he has, um, and any of the Iron Fists, other Iron Fists, wouldn't have backed down. Um, and then she talks about, like, there's a lot of change going on. She mentions Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but she doesn't mention Jessica Jones. So I don't know if that means that... Jessica's kept a very low profile she was since her, her season. Anything, she? she must have been after what happened on the docks because I mean she was charged with murder. No, she wasn't. Kilgrave, but she well, wasn't. She was, it was going to be, it, wasn't She was she? pulled out during questioning. I think. Uh, uh, I think Jerry did a really good job. Nice. Yeah. And also, but this no, that was nobody... before um, Karen was at the bulletin. So, super reporter Karen. Yes. Yes, it was yes. never public that she she was like being a vigilante or that she had powers or anything, right? Yeah, mm, right. No, I, think, I so. think if anything, uh, there'd be a mention of Kilgrave more than Jessica. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it seems weird as well that girls not like oh things are changing. There's Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but she doesn't go like there's the Hulk and <laughs> Captain America <laughs> and <laughs> Thor and. <laughs> You know, seeing as they always mention them before. Um, I guess she just well, missed not, that little neighborhood. 
They're not local, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and Gao has realised that Kunlun didn't send Iron Fist. He left Kunlun because he wants to be Danny Rand. He's a shitty Iron Fist. He's a rubbish Very Iron Fist. Very much. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that might come back later. Uh, and Gao knows all about Colleen and Claire. And then she strokes his face and he shudders. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it made me laugh. And your bony fingers. The, yeah, now he's felt the touch of a woman. <laughs> you know what I really like about Melanie Gao, though, is her facial expressions when she's talking. Oh, she's yeah. got I the best her. facial expressions. I've, I've told you, she's my old inspiration. I want to be her when I'm old. I love yeah. her. She, she's just very, like, very animated and just, like, kind of not what you'd expect from, like, you know, she's very, uh, she's very, like, she acts like a, like a, an old lady, but you know there's something more there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. scary. I oh. love her. Oh, she's yeah. amazing. All I, I swear, all of my favorite characters in this season in Iron Fist are, like, the so-called villain characters. Because so far we have Madame Gao and Ward, who is kind of a bad guy. Yeah. They're all my favorite characters, all the villains yeah. in the show. Um, and let's not forget Madame Gao standing up to Kingpin. Oh, yeah, so good. And she punched like Daredevil across the warehouse in season one. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Great. I love her. <laughs> She's so great. Uh, and then this is when we see as well that she has her own key card that says Melanie Gao on it. <laughs> it has to yeah yeah and i think we mentioned a few episodes ago because like uses for the iron fist and i said there was going to be some interesting ones coming up and this is the one i was thinking of where he uses the iron fist to slide down the wire i thought that was cool i like that yeah. they're using it for different things like not just for punching but you know for that kind of thing as well and he uses it to deflect stuff sometimes mm. uh, i like that they make it kind of a, a swiss army knife glowy fist <laughs> Maybe and he's going, gonna, maybe he's gonna use it to crush some uh, some uh, milk thistle. <laughs> oh. oh, he's gonna take Carl's job. No, it's <laughs> the one thing Carl lives for. That's what happens when you let immigrants come in. <laughs> <laughs> immigrants from Kunlun. <laughs> <laughs> they take your milk thistle crushing jobs. <laughs> oh, these damn Kunlunians stealing our jobs. <laughs> There's only so many positions for Milk Thistle Crusher, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he goes down to the 13th floor. And I like the fact they had it as the 13th floor and that they didn't know. I I mean, I'm guessing I took it that they didn't know there was a 13th floor because like a lot of like buildings, uh, they don't have a 13th floor built because people are just, you know, superstitious for stupid reasons. Um, But they actually have this like little secret floor there. And I was thinking, how have they hidden a floor because surely you would go outside and look at the building and go but there's not 20 floors there's 21 like what the hell like i imagine I it quite a hard thing to ever hide stood outside a building and well you never floors. studied art tammy and counted the floors <laughs> when you were drawing a building have you clearly well definitely not the rand building so <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I just nerdily count floors. Of I feel buildings. like you haven't really lived until you've counted the floors of a building. <laughs> right, clear. Uh, absolutely. I am pure rock and roll. Uh, Ward is looking into going to Central America, and we're like, oh, Ward, it's, it's all coming up roses now, but we know it's going to go wrong. Uh, we know. 
And this is really sweet when Joy comes in and she apologises and says he should take a break and maybe go to somewhere, you know, for, for detox, somewhere discreet, and he agrees. And they hug and he's kind of looking over her shoulders because he's yeah. always thinking, oh, I'm never going to see you again because he's just going to do a run. And I'm like, oh, Ward. Mm. Yeah, I love him. So if you were loving Daddy Meacham like Nutty, was Ward kind of getting on your nerves? Like, were you siding with um, Daddy Meacham? I was, I, I, he was kind of dishwater to me for a while, but mm-hmm. once he started getting into his junkieism, then he started getting interested, interesting. Uh, my husband was much more interested in him than daddy, though. And this episode, I was just like, oh my God, Ward. <laughs> uh, we both agreed that his development is more than we could have hoped for mm-hmm. in this episode. It was amazingly awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're definitely going to be paying attention to him now. Uh, you know, it's you start out with um, Harold having to walk him through like, this is what you have to do with it. It's OK. I, it's just like hunting. Oh, I didn't take you hunting. Whatever. You know, and then by the end of it, word is a classic killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he went from throwing up at the sight of, OK, granted, he was hammering in dead body faces. But, you know, throwing up at the sight of body mutilation to, la, 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 I'm going to talk to my victims and I'm going to kill whoever I want and I'm going to stab my dad a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so awesome. And I think as well, like I think the actress who plays Joy um, does a, a decent enough job with what she's given. But I think she hasn't got the ability, her character hasn't got the ability to to grow as much as the character of Ward because she doesn't know that Harold's alive. So she hasn't got that she's hiding a secret or anything. So there isn't really much for her to play with. And I think when I see them in scenes together, I just find him so much more interesting than her. But I think it's because she hasn't got anything to work with at this point. Yeah. I just feel bad for her every time I see her. Mm. She's too good of a person. Like she does not, she does not belong here. She should be, uh, you know, somewhere else where she's appreciated and she can use her talents and isn't constantly being talked over and forced to do things she doesn't want to do. I don't know if she's a good person because she like she says she cares about the people who yeah. are sick, but mm-hmm. I don't think she does. <laughs> and she well, did go behind Ward's back. Yeah, yeah. We're talking comparatively, you know, like she she is much better than the other people in her family. Let's put it that that way <laughs> she's like, the cuddliest not Meacham. like glowing in heart she's just she's just a businesswoman you know and yeah. she might not be so cold to things if she wasn't constantly being pushed to well that's what we have to do for the business and just going you know well it's the family business i gotta and, do what my brother said and also she's never told why because like she's always asking no. Ward, well why why do we need this peer and ward i think knows some of the reasons but he doesn't know all the reasons because harold's not telling him everything so it's frustrating for her because she's just constantly told, oh, we just need it. Like, don't worry about it. Yep, exactly. Um, so in the next scene, this is when Danny overhears that the hatchet men won't be a problem for long. So Gal's going to deal with them. And that character, Sophia, is back, who we thought I was hoping was a member of the Nail in a previous episode, but wasn't. She's just this kind of, I don't know, English assistant person who is... Who can been- fight. Who can fight? She's kind of like yeah. the woman who um, who was in Daredevil season two. You know, the one that was mm-hmm. working with uh, the hand and she spoke Japanese. I think she was English as well. She's just kind of this random 
woman who can fight. Like, yeah, yeah. they should have had them be the same person. That would have been cool. Um, that would have been cool. But Danny realises that she's super scared of something and he tells her to run because Gal will kill her. Uh, and in the next scene, Bakuto arrives at the dojo. Go, guys, go. I want to know your thoughts on who the fuck this, is this, this guy. And, who the fuck is this and why should I care? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's got, he's got such a nice beard and Colleen trusts him. Matt, can't be bad. Uh, Okay. <laughs> well, torch, I, I was just like, why fuck Danny when you got this dude in your life? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, Rebecca like and my man. reaction like, was exactly the same as you, Matt. We were like, who the hell is this? Who are you? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty He, cute. he, 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 uh, uh, I was like, okay, he seems kind of cool, kind of calm, yada, yada. And then they start having their conversation and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he knows all about the Iron Fist. Yeah. She says to... (laughs) She says he will always be first to Bakudo, and then he Mm -hmm. tells her to continue what she's been doing, and he'll be in touch. Yeah. Mm. It's like, wait, I thought Danny meeting Colleen was a random encounter. Mm. Um. (laughs) Well, I've got a bit of information on this character from the comics, but it, it doesn't really explain that much. It's mainly they've just used his name, okay. um, but he is he is a very minor character from the comics, but not really much to do with uh, what he is in the show. Um, but yeah, so she says he will always be first. So is this like her boyfriend? <laughs> like, yes, I don't know. Uh, it's very weird. Um, Danny arrives at the office and he's all disheveled and Megan has a good look over his body <laughs> while he's putting his new shirt on. Yeah. She's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And Wendell's files equal one envelope in a box containing his ID tag. That's Aww. ridiculous. Where does files go? I know. He's the co- oh, there's so co- many he's, files. He's the oh, co-founder wait, of the company, yeah. and like it's named after him, but there's no files on him. And they have an entire box for one pass card? Yeah. So it could be more of a dramatic reveal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoever um, put it in there, that's what they thought. Is like, like hey, one day yeah. someone will open this box very <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> and and will like, they be surprised? Ooh. Yes, they will. <laughs> oh. um, and Megan agrees with Danny pretty much. She doesn't think that Rand is a good company. And also she wants her dental insurance back. Yeah, I really like her. Oh, Megan's awesome. I love her. Um so the board is still waiting on Danny because he arrives late, obviously, as usual. And he gives a statement, but he improvises and basically says, nah, we're, we're going to shut down the plant until we can ensure it's not causing illness. And we're going to pay everyone. We're going to keep them on payroll. Uh, and also we're going to give them their dental plan back. OK, bye. Yeah. <laughs> where's, he, where's he expect his money to keep making money from or his uh, I, I don't company know. To keep making money from? I think he thinks his his company is uh, in charge of printing money. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> They've got, all got a picture of him on them instead of, like, whoever's on American bills. I can't think he was on them. Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. <laughs> it's just Danny with his shirt open. <laughs> uh, Lawrence is not pleased. He says it's the idiotic dreams of a child. Um, I love the fact, though, that Danny has kind of already sold it to the press. He sold it to Karen Page, the story. So they kind of have to, well, we think they have to go with what he says. Um, So meanwhile, Harold and Danny are looking at the details about the heroine. Harold asks about the serpent symbol. 
but Danny wants to know all about the 13th floor offices and Harold's like oh I don't know anything about that who knew um, and they work out where the, they think the heroine's being made so Danny heads off to go and help Radovan but Harold instead is like no 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 you have to go and kill Madame Gao first <laughs> do that do that Don't. who cares about Radovan <laughs> um, and then in the next scene Colleen is talking to her students and oh Daryl how far you have come since Luke Cage he's been selected for the elite training programme I didn't know they gave scholarships for martial arts. I didn't think that was a thing. I they thought do it in Hell's like... Kitchen, Mel. <laughs> I thought it was only, like, I don't know. I just, I guess I just have this idea of America only having, like, uh, like football scholarships and basketball scholarships and yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> it's an elite I don't know, training program, Mel. I'm, I'm just a naive Canadian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they never say where he's mm-hmm. going to study with yeah. scholarship. So when she says elite training program, um, it makes me wonder if maybe he's leaving the country or going somewhere special. Um, I know for the art that I study, uh, Yoshinkan Aikido, Mm -hmm. we have some uh, courses that you can go to the Hanbu Dojo in Japan and take, including the Senshusei, Mm -hmm. which is, I can't remember if it's a full year or nine months or whatever, and you become a full black belt and it's intensive, uh, you know, eight hours of training, sorry, six hours of training and um, you're teaching for a couple hours and you're also working in the office every single day. And it's, you know, you are living and breathing uh, martial arts 100%. And it could be that that's the kind of thing that he's been selected for. So maybe he'll have his own, What's the guy's name? Boku himself. Uh, Bokudo. Uh, you know, he's Bokudo, sorry, um, himself. So there are things like that, that maybe that's what they're talking about. But in the previous conversation, it sounded like he was trying to get money to go to school, mm-hmm. like college. So it, it was confusing. Yeah. I think he's just becoming a Power Ranger. <laughs> he's going to Power Ranger school. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to be, I can't remember what color the Power Rangers are. Uh, isn't blue the Stegosaurus? He's going to be that one. There you go. That's the I, 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 I hate to say it, but let's just do what they did in the <laughs> 80s and he's the Black Ranger. Um, <laughs> they did. I'm sorry. Yeah, the the Asian yeah. person was yellow, yellow. The white girl was pink. The oh, black guy was. was the Black Ranger. I mean, it was... Uh, it was it was bad. <laughs> well, in the new film, the yellow Power Ranger is apparently a lesbian. Uh, but then apparently I read that it's uh, it's kind of like the Beauty and the Beast. Oh my God, we've done the first gay character ever in that. It's really not a thing whatsoever, and it's you know it's they they they're kind of bigging themselves up over it as like oh my God, we're so progressive, and it's like it's not even a thing. You know, it's yeah. kind of where someone says, oh, do yeah. you have a boyfriend? She's like, no, and kind of rolls her eyes, and it's like oh my God, she's the first gay character. Uh! Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> we might find out about more about. Uh, Daryl in the future. Otherwise, this oh. scene wouldn't mean anything, would it, guys? Hmm. When um, Rebecca and I watched this, uh, I could not remember Bakudo's name at all, and I was trying to think of his name, and the only word I can think of was Baraka, like these little tablets you put in water to give you energy. So I called him <laughs> Baraka through a lot of the thing. So I kind of still think of him as Baraka. Uh, um, this scene, the one thing that annoyed me is. You know, she does this whole speech and everything, and her student bows to her, and she just kind of, like, 
has this look of disdain for the bowing, which was so bizarre. Yeah, and, that was weird. And then she just offers her hand, and it's like, okay, no. Like, you can do both. What the hell? She kind of, like, talks That's... about all this, you know, it's very solemn and everything, and then he bows, yeah. and she kind of looks at him as if to go... Yeah, you know this is all bullshit, right? Let's shake hands. And it's like, what? What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it'd like, be one thing. It'd be yeah, one thing so if weird. she was one of, ran one of those dojos where it was we don't bow here, but clearly that's not the case. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand any of that. No, the answer to that is you bow to him, yeah. and then you pull him in for a hug, or you shake his hand, or whatever you're willing to do. I mean, in our dojo, so many times, you know, somebody does something, uh, they pass a test or whatever, it's a big congratulations. We still do the bowing thing, and then I'll give somebody a hug, because it's like, dude, you, you did awesome. Yeah. You can, I need you, you to, like, in yeah. season two of Iron Fist, I need you to be one of Colleen's students, Nutty, and just every episode be like, No! No, bad Colleen. <laughs> Just tell her off all the stuff she's doing. <laughs> Although I will say this is the first episode that um, none of the martial arts like really made me cringe. Uh, mm-hmm. It was actually probably the best martial arts we've seen <laughs> on the whole episode. Now, granted, there wasn't that much, but it's like other I was than say, there wasn't that much. Really bad, yeah. yeah, other than the really bad backflip. Uh, I was like, all right, it's not too bad. And we didn't see any of Colleen's students actually practicing. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is when Danny arrives and he warns Colleen that the hand knows who Claire and Colleen are. And Colleen immediately wants to rescue Radovan. Uh, So meanwhile, Ward is in the limo, I guess, going to the airport, maybe. And he gets a call from uh, Ambergris, Ambergris Key. I think it is. Veronica from Ambergris Key uh, tells him that his card was declined for his reservation and he checks his account and it's empty and he is not happy. And I drew another poor ward, sad face. Oh, how much money did he have in there? 25 million or 25 something? 25 million, I think, roughly, yeah. He should have just tried to get it out of an ATM. <laughs> yeah, why would you keep all that money? in? Like, Okay, I'm sorry. Who has 25 million just... Hanging out in a bank account. In a secret bank account. It's not even his main bank account. It's not even like a Cayman Island bank account or, you know, anything like that. You are embezzling money. You have stashes of cash in safety deposit boxes. You know, now we know now we know about Nutty's private life. (laughs) (laughs) You don't put them in a bank account you access from your phone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody got his phone and like yeah. do anything once you're in there? Yeah. Could do the old uh, Apple Pay, go on a spending spree. <laughs> so Danny and Colleen oh. are talking to the hatchet men and they basically say, Hey, you you have to join us uh attacking the hands heroin business because one arrow is easily broken, but not a bundle of arrows. Yay, join us. That's basically the scene. Um, that was that was kind of surprising that he was willing to work with murderers and stand by as they axe gang? What? <laughs> Sorry, I, I call the hatchet men the dreaded axe gang. Well, I think Every he just knows he needs to work with them, you know, like yeah. uh, they're not the hand. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. My enemy. Yeah. yeah, but so many people are going to die as a result of this. 
in horrible ways. I'm guessing then he's like, well, you help me take out the hand and then I'll take you lot out. And I win. I don't know. I still just have... I, I think I have a problem, though, with Madame Gao's plan, which is just to run a drug ring. Right? I, I still don't understand why Madame like, Gao is I, not the boss, you know? I feel yeah, like she should be I, the boss of everything. I just don't understand, like, why that's, like, I just feel like they have all this mystical power, <laughs> and that's what they're going to do. We can do anything we want, so let's start a drug ring. I need to fund your mystical power. Yeah, I guess maybe they're yeah, they're well, doing the so drugs though to fund the I I um what I figured I mean I was going to mention in Easter eggs is they have the drug drug ring to fund because they say that there's money going through Roxon and Midland Circle and Midland yeah. Circle is the location from Daredevil um <clears throat> excuse me season one and two that the hand was so insistent on buying and that they did the massive hole in, you know, that they were building something. Um, so I figured this money was funding whatever they're doing there. Oh. I was also thinking, like, okay, they've created this pure heroin yeah. that feels like the first time every time. It's a great way to control people. Mm. Because if you can get... um drugs into people's hands uh that's that's really all you need to do um because okay so there's this thing called crocodile i'm not sure if you guys have heard of it Uh -uh. you know how meth is made by cooking other things Mm -hmm. well crocodile is made by cooking heroin we're learning even more about nazis uh private i'm telling you and what it is is it so poisonous that where you inject it on in into your body, mm-hmm. the skin around it dies and it Ew. ends up looking like crocodile skin. Like your bot your skin starts eating itself. Ooh, and it's not a gross out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really gross. Do not Google this and definitely don't go into Google images with this. Um <laughs> don't worry. It's not a you might die, it's you will die in six months. Ew. Oh my god! And it is rampant through Russia, mm-hmm. and it's just starting to come to Canada, and it is um, popular in areas where they can't get access to other drugs. Um, one of the things that you'll often hear people talk about when they're talking about uh, the spread of drugs and stuff, meth is a big problem in areas where you can't get weed. Uh, if you yeah. have ample supply to something, and I, ju- I just googled it, and I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's why? Really why gross. did you do that? Nutty said, "Don't do it, Claire." <laughs> I take that. I take that as a dare. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have oh, access oh my God. to drugs, and 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 you're gonna and you're you're able to get that first high, mm. you've now got control of all of those people, and. Yeah. If they've created a heroin that isn't going to kill you and you don't have to worry about drug overdose, then they don't have to worry about the people that they're controlling dying. Mm. It's mass population control. It's like a bunch of zombies. Yes. So basically kids, say no to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
this this whole entire podcast has really been about <laughs> been about a PSA, which is say no to drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad, okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They really are. And 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 crocodiles is freaking scary. Oh, oh don't gosh. Google crocodile. Also, it's spelled differently. It's not spelled crocodile, but if you type in crocodile heroin, it will come up, and then you'll go <laughs> like I just did because. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... don't Google it. Here's how it's done. <laughs> there was, Actually, I will say, among all the Google images, it. among all the images for like for the effects of that drug, there was an image that was a still from Walking Dead. Um, you couldn't tell the difference. Like that's how it. No, how I'm it thinking was. Walking still... Dead would look better. Yeah, Ooh, I honestly think people should Google it though, because if you're like, hmm. What about this crocodile drug? I'm kind of interested in it. No, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What, a, what should I do this week? Hmm, what about this crocodile I've heard so much about? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask Jeeves. Jeeves. <laughs> I, I can't get my hands on heroin. Hmm. Let's try crocodile. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's, no. it's horrible. Um... So in the uh, so in the next scene, Joy is reading Karen's story on the plant closure, and this is when Lawrence and the board tell her that they voted that Wards, Joy, and Danny have all been ousted from Rand. Ba, ba, ba. Ah, so horrible for business. Joy. Oh, terrible. What'd you say, Matt? I don't understand business. How does that work? Me neither. <laughs> uh, so a board uh, of a big corporation like this. Uh, are actually the real bosses. Mm -hmm. And Joy and Ward uh, were employees of the board. So their supervisor is the board. Now, they have uh, seats on the board, but they do not have voting privileges. Now, Danny actually... Yeah. Yeah. Danny should have voting privileges as the 51% shareholder. Yeah. Uh, normally, that means that you have a position on the board and you are representing all shareholders, but he's one vote. Um, you can't, I don't think you can really oust the shareholder vote, but I'm not really sure about that. But when it comes to a board structure, um, it's generally that the employees uh, don't cast votes. They have a seat on the board there, mm-hmm. and, and that's how they report to their superiors. Um, and generally, the chairman does not have a vote, but organizes everything. So, like, if Lawrence is the chairman, normally he wouldn't have a vote, um, although he might, depending on the board structure. But all of those other people that never had any lines are really the deciding factor. And if they all banded together and said, no, you're fired, they can totally do that, especially considering... Uh, all of the things that have happened that have been bad for business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny could be removed if the board also, I believe, if the board also went to the other shareholders and said, this is what he's doing with your vote, and they could. But, I again, I don't know about the shareholder stuff because the boards that I've sat on were for nonprofits, so I'm less informed about that stuff. Could they also say that he's not fit to, he's not in his right mind, basically, because they could go into the whole thing of he was in the um, the hospital um, and everything like that. They could go into all the oh, stuff yeah. he's kind of been saying, so they could say he's not in his right mind to 
be in charge. Totally I mean, there must be like a, a, a way of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder if this would have affected um, Harold's funds. Like, where's he getting his funds from? Well, they don't know that Harold's alive, so... Yeah, so where's he getting his funds from? I'm. He must be getting them, like, part of them from the hand. Oh, That's what I'm thinking. I'm I think he, I mean, I think he's, I mean, hand yeah, he's just lying to Danny and basically saying, you know, the hand has got him prisoner. And that's why he wants to get rid of, like, Madame Gao. But I think, really, he wants more power. Um, so that's why he wants to get rid of Madame Gao, because he's kind of hoping he can maybe work his way up. But at the moment, he's kind of subservient to Madame Gao. And I think he probably doesn't like that very much. Um, but I imagine, it's yeah, it's going through them. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, so in the heroin warehouse, uh, the lights go dark and the hatchet men enter and their guns are blazing. Uh, and I put Colleen gets into a fight with a man who has very impressive eyebrows. Because <laughs> this guy has really weird eyebrows and Colleen fights him. Uh, she and Danny find Radovan and tell him that Sabina's safe. And then Radovan tells, says that he's already told Gal the formula, which is obviously not good news. And that Gal has gone to An, oh, was it Anzu? Anzao? Anzao, I think. And then he I dies. He pronounced it. Uh, Anjo. 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 It's Anjo. how he pronounced it. Oh, I've, I've not written it phonetically. It's A-N-Z-H-O-U. Anjo. Yeah. Anjo? So, oh, that makes sense. Anjo, yeah. You know how bad I am at pronouncing stuff. <laughs> um, and then well, we that, find out that that's where that, Danny... That's oh, I wrote oh. it, but that's not how that sounds. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> that's good. That's a good plan. Um, so that's where uh, the town, the city in China that Danny, um, Wendell and Heather were heading to when their plane crashed 15 years ago. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this episode's full of dun, 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 mm. moments. Uh, so obviously Wendell is somehow linked with Madame Gal. We don't really know how though. Uh, so then in the last scene, in this cheerful little scene at the end, Harold's looking through <laughs> the financials and Ward enters and Ward's like, "What? Oh, why do you take my money? And Harold's like, yeah, I always knew about your secret account. I've been hiding your transactions for you from, like, the IRS. You're a shitty thief, and you're really bad at embezzling. And so I took your money. It's like, he, like even in, like it's such an insult that he's even been kind of covering for Ward in helping him, and yeah. Ward thinks he's been getting away with it. It's like, oh, it's so horrible. I love that, by the way. <gasps> I love that he's like, what, you think I didn't know about that? Yeah. Yeah, I let you keep it because it kept you busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Ward. And then he says the last happy day of his was when Harold died. And I was like, oh, ouch. That's that's horrible. He's not wrong. Ooh, yeah. Because exactly. all he's had to do since then is, is lie to his sister mm -hmm. about his dad being alive and be his dad's errand boy. And he went from being a trust fund kid to tied to that company because if he tried to leave, he'd be disinherited. Yeah. And he gets kidney punched by Harold, like, every time he visits him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, his kidneys, like, I don't know, must be pancakes by now. Harold hates him. He is 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 a terrible father. I don't even think, like, Harold hates Ward. I think he's just so dismissive and has no interest in him apart from what he can do for him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think it's hatred. I think hatred is from Harold to, to Ward is too much energy, which I think is even worse, mm. you know? 
Like it's like yeah. if someone if if like if like someone hates you, at least they're putting energy into some kind of emotion towards you. But if they are so dismissive of you and you mean nothing, and that it's always worse for someone to say to you, "I you haven't even crossed my mind," than to say, "I hate you." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's that, I think it's that kind of thing. It's um, like Harold, but you know what it is? It's Harold treats Kyle with more affection. Well, than Kyle. his own son. <laughs> yeah. Because he's Kyle, yes. But <laughs> he's the I best mean, character. It's it, 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 Ward is just an ant, really. Mm-hmm. And and he doesn't care about him being happy. He just cares about controlling him. Yeah. And yet we have seen him show so much emotion about joy. Mm-hmm. And we've seen in this episode oh, that's right, I didn't take you hunting. I took joy hunting. Because mm-hmm. I actually cared about joy. So it's like, did Harold see too much of himself in Ward and that's why he doesn't care or like him? Or is it, uh, you know, he just he, he, he just knew he was a, a, a burgeoning sociopath? Well, we also saw, like, when they were they were little, when they were kids, uh, in, I think, the first yeah. episode. And, like, even Little Ward was a, a shit, you know, to Danny. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing but Ward's been it, treated like this his whole he life. to punch him in the nuts? Yeah. yeah. That's why he went and got iron nuts when he was in Gunland. <laughs> You'll never punch my nuts <laughs> again, Ward. Um, well, and I kind of wonder, it's like, is... Was that Ward was just a little shit, or is mm-hmm. that Ward was felt powerless because of his father, like many abused kids do, and then in turn became a bully, picked on. Yeah, yeah, he became a bully and picked on the the person who is weaker than him, which was Danny. Yeah, yeah, I, thought I imagine it was so. That. Yeah, because yeah. we know that Harold's father beat him. So it's just a cycle. Right. You know, it's like you hear it's the cycle. So Harold's father beat him. So he beat Ward. So Ward beat Danny. Ugh. I guess. Yeah. Um, Ward didn't have a chance, but at the same time, he's still a shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I will well, not. Well, because at some point you are an adult. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't necessarily and mean I... at 18, but like at some yeah. point you're an adult. So. And I, I don't like to excuse bullies. Like, I can understand you, there are factors that made you act this way, but at the same time, you're still hurting someone, and I'm not going mm-hmm. to excuse that. Yeah, so, exactly. That's yeah. that's how I feel. Like, I can Agreed. have sympathy, and I can care about a person, but I will still blame your actions. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Uh, what, were you, what were your guys' reactions when he snapped and just turned around and stabbed Harold, like, six times in the chest? I, I think felt... mine and Rebecca were like, what? Because we thought Dave, David Wenham's going to be in the whole series. You know, that's what we thought. He's going to be the big bad. And then they just kill him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, uh, I don't know, I, I, I kind of felt satisfied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what you get for being mean to war. <laughs> it is satisfying. It's one of the most satisfying, like, kills in a show, I think. Because we were so yeah. surprised, but then it's like... No one messes with Ward because we loved Ward so much at this point. You know, you just yeah. you want to turn around and kind of do the same to Harold, you know. But it's kind of shocking because I mean we're only like halfway through the show, uh, just over halfway through, and this, through the series, and like they've just killed off what we assume is the big bad. Unless we've got, well, I mean, we've got Madame Gao as well, obviously. 
That's well, that's what we did in Luke Cage. That's true. Yeah, and 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 Daredevil. Yeah, season uh, two. Oh yeah, Daredevil season two. Yeah, that's actually yeah, you're right. That's true. And that's in the um, episode. Maybe I was really surprised on episode six and no. seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the pattern. I was really, I was really surprised at uh, uh, Ward murdering Harold. But as soon as he started, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. cheering for him. Because <laughs> um, I, was, I was just thinking in my head the entire episode, all right, so what's going to happen here? And what's going to happen next? And, mm. and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going to come up. And then it's like, no, he's dead. Yeah. He's like really dead. <laughs> and I think at like the end of this episode, Rebecca and I were, uh, when we watched it the first time, we're kind of discussing the fact like, oh, shit, you know, they're going to. His body's going to surface. They're going to find his body at some point, you know. And this is a, you know, the other two guys, they're just kind of goons, whatever. But they're going to find this body and be like, oh, my God, this is Harold Meacham, who died 15 years ago, but also was killed, you know, uh, you know, this week or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to make any sense. It's going to blow everything out of the water that he faked his death, which isn't going to have, obviously, good good uh effect on anyone so it's kind of yeah it's kind of like oh shit where's it gonna go next um yeah i know that we were really like kind of excited as to what was gonna happen next because i did not i did not see uh harold getting killed off this early in the show uh, anyway that's the end of the episode with yeah. ward driving off and smiling to himself and he lo- looks like he's driving off into a david lynch movie because <laughs> it's like all dark well like, <laughs> you know my my note was what is Kyle going to do now? Oh, well, poor Kyle. He's going to have to clear up all that blood. I'm oh. about I know. Well, why didn't like didn't, like Harold call like, Kyle to do all the cleaning to do up? To him. Yeah. Yeah. First thing Ward's going to be like, Kyle, you're fired. No. no. <laughs> Kyle, Where's... you're free. Yay! It's like the genie. <laughs> Kyle, you're free. <laughs> I wish you free, Kyle. <laughs> oh. Um so do you guys want some Easter eggs? Yes. Okay. Okay, so in this episode we got a reference to the Dogs of Hell, uh who is our well known uh biker gang from Daredevil, um, because we know that they are distributing the heroin for the hand as well. We also get the mention that Karen is still working for the New York Bulletin. And then we have the character of Bakudo Bakuto who is a Daredevil character. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about his character in the comics because it does kind of explain the setup of the hand in the comics. So this might be something that they are going to bring into the Defenders, maybe. We don't know. Um, But I just thought it was kind of quite interesting. So I completely forgot he was a character in Daredevil because he only appears in two issues. Uh, he first appeared in Daredevil issue number 505 and was killed in issue 507. And he, it was part of a storyline called Shadowland, which seems to has been referenced quite a few times and might be a um, inspiration for the storyline they're going to go with in the Defenders. Um, and it's a big Daredevil storyline that also it was a big kind of Marvel street level hero event you know like when they do event comics and they tie in all the various uh storylines going on so you had luke cage in it and iron fist and the punisher was in it and daughters of the dragon and moon knight and all these other characters um so it basically says with the hand 
The hand has five fingers. This is how they explain it. The hand has five fingers. When they are closed <laughs> into a fist, they are unstoppable. What that means is the hand has five uh, uh, daimyos uh, across the world who are regional warlords. Um, and in the comics, Bakuto was the warlord of South America. So um, at one point in the comics, uh, Angela Del Toro, who we've heard referenced in Jessica Jones, who is a, a superhero in the comics called the White Tiger, she was the warlord for North America. Um, and then there was uh, three others. Um, so basically, if you want to get anything done with the hand, like to be completely unstoppable, you have to... Uh, have the five fingers united in a fist, which means you have to have the five damios united to work together. And he was the one for South America in the comics. Hmm. So I just thought that was kind of interesting because that might mean that maybe like Madame Gao is, if they go in that route, maybe she's one of these warlords. So she's not the boss, but she has like, yeah, it's almost like the board you were saying about earlier, Nutty, where there's like five board members and she's one of them. Mm, well, yeah. she did say my master, so she has got someone ruling over her. I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm -hmm. um, but those are your Easter eggs for this week, guys. Nom, nom, nom. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, um. and, and they mentioned Roxon again. And Roxon, yeah, um, which is yeah. the company that is always popping up in uh, all the Marvel properties, including uh, Agent Carter it turned up in, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, yeah, all over the place. It's a, it's a company that's name that was on the truck that of the chemicals that blinded Matt. No, that was Rand. Right? That was Rand. Oh, that was Rand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Oh. Uh, that was Rand. But I mean, you know, it's because uh, I said, I think I said to Rebecca as well, I was like, if Matt ever finds out that that was like a Rand truck, he might be very angry with uh, Danny. And she was like, no, no, no. He'll be angry with whoever was running Rand at the time. And I was like, oh, you're right. Which would have been probably Harold. So, yeah. Uh, right, so it's time for quotes. Uh, Nutty, you are the specialist of special guests. Do you have any quotes? Um, oh, quite a few this week. You'll have to give me one because I don't have any. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was the one that's like Iron Fist. <laughs> Sounds like a sex toy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I have no idea what an Iron Fist is. It sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> yeah, that one. Too much info, Harold. Too much info. <laughs> yeah. uh, who else has got a quote? Anyone can go. No, I'm not ready to quote. Oh, okay. So, no, okay. Uh, what? Does she run the best little whorehouse in the hands? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. There were some good quotes in this one. Like, there was some funny stuff. I don't know, actually, if I have any other quotes. Let me have a look. Oh, well, I think... yeah, I've, I've got one, one, which was when Ward tells Harold that the last happy day he had was when Harold yes. died. And Harold says, that's just mean, Ward. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my second one, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I have any more. I had the one about um, uh, who's Frank Stein? Is he your dealer? Because that kind of made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, God, uh, let's see, Madam Gow, you're not going to attack an old woman in front of all your employees, are you? <laughs> I love her so much. Her. Oh, she does that. So and, then, awesome. and then the way she tells him, this city's no place for the Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> the way she just tells him, like, hello, like, what are you, uh, what are you doing here? Wait, yeah. Go back, go back to Cologne, go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, she's so great. 
Uh, now it would be time for feedback, but the only feedback we have is from Nutty. <clears throat> Nutty, would you like to read your feedback? No, oh, I pretty much to. went through it as we as we That's did this. Fine. I was um, like, you don't have to. It's fine. Yeah, I I, I think the only thing is that that I haven't mentioned is that Joy is too smart for all these people, and she's getting punished because of things that Ward and Danny has done. Uh, she is exactly the kind of person the board wants there, but she's influenced too much by those two. Mm-hmm. Um, like Joy, smash that glass ceiling and get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm really thinking that Colleen slept with Danny because she's playing him and, and mm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. That's weird. <laughs> she's playing him for Bakuto. Yeah. Because Bakuto wants information. Like, he's he has Colleen keeping tabs on this guy. So, it's, the, the thing it's, that's weird is it's it feels like, up until now, Colleen was very resistant to get involved with Danny. And I kind of wonder if she's like, no, I don't want to be part of that. And then she spoke with her teacher, and her teacher's like, no, 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 keep an eye on this guy. She is kind of two-faced thing. anyways. Yeah. Because for she for what, when she said told her students about don't do those fights and then she went and did it. Yep. Oh. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And like you said earlier, Nutty as well. With she doesn't bow back to Daryl. She kind of just shakes his hand. It's kind of being a bit hypocritical. And she's all about you have to respect the dojo. Yeah. Mm. I just I don't I don't get her, and I don't know if it's if it's bad production or if it's part of the story at this point now, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time believing it's part of the story because there's so many other things that are bad. And when I say bad, I mean, comparatively, because this mm-hmm. is still not the worst superhero show I've ever seen. It's just, <laughs> it's not the case. Come on. The <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All superhero uh, shows will be compared to the cape from now on. <laughs> oh, and it's not No Ordinary Family, okay? Oh, uh, oh I forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah, I went Ooh, there. Ow. Oh, <laughs> beloved Michael Chiklis and everything. Yeah. And Darla. Oh, let's not forget about and her. And Darla's in it. Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's it just happens to be, you know, when you compare it to Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil, it's mm-hmm. it's just not up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Just sad. Yeah, I, I, um, I, yeah, we sort of discussed a bit about that before, like why we think some of the reasons might be and everything. Um, I don't think it's. I think, like as I've said before, I think the critics saying, "Oh, it's the worst show ever." I'm like, seriously, have you seen some of the shows that are out there? Like, it's not terrible. I, I think, think they were just waiting to hate something coming yeah. from Netflix. Yeah. And they finally got a chance to diss something coming yeah. from Netflix. Which is always the same like, thing. You always get like the high and then the, you know, the low. You get people attacking something when, you know, like people are waiting for the first kind of bad Marvel movie and like every movie that comes out when it's Iron coming Man out is like. I mean, yeah, the first the first bad one I think was Iron Man two. Yeah. But you, every one you get, people go, "Oh, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the really bad one?" Like they just want to, you know. Critics want to there to be a fall, so yeah, you know, you people, can only judge it. Want to hate on things? Yeah, exactly. I don't. I and don't I, I also think... go ahead. No, you you weren't done. 
I was just going to say, and I also think that uh, the production of this one was rushed and it feels like they, and, and from what I've heard from a lot of people, they have, they don't have enough story for 13 episodes. Like if they just did a condensed mm-hmm. season and told one story and didn't do this while they were doing other things, because clearly the only reason they did this series is so they could do Defenders. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know. I do think the, the series should all be shorter. I think 10 episodes would maybe yeah. work better. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that in Defenders and seeing how the eight episode format kind of works compared to the, really, the 13. I don't really understand why people hate this show so much. Like, I'm enjoying it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know why people hate. I actually, like, Luke Cage started out really good, but then it got really shitty. Like, mm-hmm. yep. oh, the whole episodes with when he was injured. I remember, like, we did not enjoy. Like, there was a few I episodes really, there we really didn't like. I really it. only enjoyed the first quarter of episodes from Luke Cage. And mm-hmm. then this, this one I've enjoyed the whole way through, really. Yeah. Basically, for Luke Cage, as soon as you lose Cottonmouth, it yeah. goes downhill. And Diamondbacks yeah. sucks. Yeah. He's I think you had to, like, villain. lose Cottonmouth because for the character of Mariah, because it definitely made her character yeah. more interesting. But he, he was so great in that role. And then, obviously, you end up, you know, shortly after Luke Cage airs, or, you know, even while it's airing, you yeah. have Mahershala Ali win the Oscar, you know, like, mm-hmm. you could have done so much with him. I think it's a shame. I, th- I can see a lot of, like, logically, like, an- analytically looking at it, I can see a lot of the reasons people might not like Iron Fist because of, like, I think part of the reason as well is people are so impatient at this point for the Defenders because it's so close. And there's, like, one more show before the Defenders and people are like, yeah, come on, you know, like, we want to we wanna get to the Defenders. You know, it's part of that. Um, I don't think the the story, the budget they have for the show lets them do exactly what they would want to see from the character. Because I really think this character warrants, you know, you've, you've got, couldn't learn this like fantastical location, all this stuff. You really want like a budget, like a, you know, like the Doctor Strange movie in order to kind of visualize, to, to do that vision justice. And they just don't have the budget. And I think, I think it's a lot of reasons like yeah. that and then with the whole thing before the show came out of the the issue over casting and even whether you agree with it or not it kind of put a a, a dampener on the show as a whole before people mm-hmm. saw it people wanted to go in hating it so they could go well yeah it's because they didn't get an asian guy to play danny um you know all this kind of thing i think it's like a lot of different reasons i have no idea why there's the absolute hatred that critics had particularly after they saw the first six episodes and, like, there's some slow points, um, definitely in the first six episodes, and there was things I didn't enjoy as much, but I have no idea why there's so much hatred for it. Yeah, I, I agree with what Matt said. Like, I, you know, with Luke Cage, there was a big dip, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas with Iron Fist, it's, um, like, if we're watching the graph, it's climbing as it mm-hmm. goes. So mm-hmm. as long as we keep this progression of continuing to get better and better um overall it'll it'll be a better season because of that because you won't have that dip down of uh diamondback really you know like mm-hmm. and whereas um i i do think that this the show is getting better with each episode mm-hmm. yeah and i definitely think around this point as well when rebecca and i were watching 
we were excited about stuff happening at the end of episodes at like the end of this one we were like oh, holy shit what's gonna happen next you know and there was quite a few bits of that where we were really like oh my god what's gonna happen next because we watched it all in one go um yeah. whereas we didn't get that a lot of the time in luke cage as much when there was that dip in the middle so um yeah i mean hopefully you guys will enjoy the rest of it you know we'll have to see um uh so that was our feedback uh so now it's time to rate the episode anyway and see what we we thought of it so nutty uh now that we've talked about the the series as a whole what did you think about this episode how would you rate it um this episode feels like an in-between episode uh because last episode was such a big thing that mm-hmm. happened whereas this is like one of those bridge episodes so but it's 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 not bad um but you know i i would probably give it a lot higher marks if um they didn't have sex that mm-hmm. that's that was a big blow for me so i no pun intended i, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist i'm sorry oh no <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm going to have to give it uh, six and a half unnecessary sex scenes. <laughs> okay, cool. Or uh, as I read somewhere, uh, Seventh Heaven style sex scenes. <laughs> uh, Melanie Gal, you can go next. Uh, sure, I don't really have a rating ready. But I didn't mind this episode. Go with your feelings. I, th- my feelings. What does your heart tell are, you, Mel? My heart tells me that I agree with Nutty. The sex scene unnecessary. The unwinding of Ward is fun to watch, even though I feel really bad for him. You know, like I'm like, ooh, like look at this. It's really interesting, but it's like, oh, it's really sad. So it's kind of like you get these mixed emotions as you're watching him kind of unfurl. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I like this episode. Uh, enough so i'll give it a seven out of ten uh the toothless cadavers <laughs> <laughs> oh that just makes me think of like a like a dead version of the dragon from how to train your dragon oh oh toothless oh <laughs> uh, matt with that sad thought you can go next <laughs> uh, i like this episode a lot um this Episode was basically all about the uh, Meachams for me. Just watching them, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I like Ward. I like how his confrontation with his dad went. Um, it's very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but besides that, I'm not as bothered as everyone else by the sex scene. I'm kind of. But it was slow motion, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> It was a Zack Snyder sex scene. <laughs> well, they had to slow it down, so that way they, they needed to fill time in the episode. <laughs> it, was a, it was filler sex. We've all uh, been there. Anyway, I like it. I'm going to give it eight out of ten psychotic breaks. Yeah, okay. Uh, Tammy, you can go next. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the sex scene. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't even just their sex scene. I was more mad at 
the Marvel shows in general, just and not just Marvel, I guess I say Marvel, but like all shows where we need to have like the main character have sex with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. understand why when it's not part of the actual storytelling of the show, it just it makes no sense. And it was so forced. And I I just hated it as a, a thing that shows do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't care either way that it was Colleen and, and Iron Fist. It was just one of those like I watched the scene going, ugh, not again. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then it was way overshadowed by uh, Danny Meacham and Ward. So there, <laughs> it was, that was definitely a highlight. And so was Madame Gao. She's great. Like, watching her, I could watch her little scenes with um, Iron Fist, like, over and over and over again. They're just so great. <laughs> and her talking to him and just, she's so smug about everything, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so I give this episode a seven and a half out of ten where is kyle where is he? <laughs> uh i agree yeah pretty much with everything you guys said i didn't really like the sex scene i wasn't that bothered um as much that it was danny and colleen although i do want danny and misty together still um but yeah it's like we don't need a love story we don't need to have claire and luke together we don't need to have danny and colleen together i uh, like you don't need it um ward is uh amazing i love him i love seeing him unravel makes me happy um because i'm evil i guess uh so i'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 ward's gone wild and that gives me (laughs) (laughs) that gives it a 7.4 out of 10 average sweet that's cool. Uh, Nutty, as our special guest and podcast host extraordinaire, uh, thank you for being on. And please tell us where other, where people can hear you, because you are available to hear in all the places. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, thank you for having me on. I always love coming on here. Uh, you can go. You have to come back on Defenders the... as well, by the way. Oh, you know I will. Yay. <laughs> uh, you can you can find uh, Nutty Bites, uh, my podcast, where I highlight all the things that are awesome about being a geek, um, and we debate topics like the you know best lame superpowers and favorite apocalypses and you know One Punch Man, uh, and uh, <laughs> you can find all of that by going to nimlas.org, n-i-m-l-a-s dot org. Uh, you can also find episodes of the new branch of that podcast, which is the Intro to Studio Ghibli podcast, hey. where we are going through the Studio Ghibli movies, and um, we're actually recording Whispers of the Heart uh, this I weekend, so we can do Princess Mononoke <laughs> at Balticon. <gasps> really? I love oh, Princess Mononoke! <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, uh, yeah, and then uh, come summertime, you can Check out Beyond the Wall, but you know Game of Thrones is taking way too long to come back, so don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Just go to cool. Nimlas.org. Cool, definitely go to Nimlas.org. <laughs> I need to come back on the show. I haven't been on for a while. I miss you, Nutty. Yes, well, we, and we <laughs> have we have plans to do um, Hedwig oh, and the Angry Hedwig Inch. and the Angry yes. Inch. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that movie. I know Tammy's a fan as well, aren't you? Tammy? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, Brad was not impressed when we made him watch it. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, very we miserable. might have talked it up. 
uh, and also movie. sang along with the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, awesome. Uh, Matt and Mel, Twin Peaks, just over a week, guys. Yep. Matt is so excited. I don't know if you've seen Facebook, but it's just like constant Twin Peaks. I know. I'm kind of like, (laughs) even like, I was like, oh, it's it's coming in in like a week. And then I'm still kind of like, eh. Like, I don't know. I just can't get too excited. I'm like keeping my expectations low. Yeah. Yep. But uh, you've been rewatching the show personally. And what? 15 episodes to go in nine days or something? I haven't even started my rewatch. I'm going to try and do it, though. <laughs> You're going to marathon it, though. Oh, I'm going to have to, yeah. Um, But obviously, Twin Peaks podcast is coming back, that means. So we may, you may be, uh, you and Mel may be running off to the town of Twin Peaks for the rest of Iron Fist. We don't know yet, do we? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I might be pretty scarce. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. It depends see. on when... Depends on what becomes my normal recording day for Twin Peaks and how long it takes me to edit and stuff. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep the we'll keep a, a, a little chair left Aww. empty for you, just like we have for Mel. So if you are around, you can obviously come back whenever you like. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, but I so, can't wait. I can't. I'm actually, as I've said before, I'm more excited about the Twin Peaks podcast coming back than I am Twin Peaks coming back. Uh, so no pressure on the podcast (laughs) i'm so excited i can't wait uh cool and tammy what else have you been up to lately anything you want to plug sure uh listen to calavici fashion cast to uh hear about all the quantum leap fashions that uh we get to discuss because there are a lot of them and um my personal wardrobe is starting to look more and more like Al Calavici's every week. Oh my god! Oh, that's <laughs> if anyone wants to buy uh, Tammy a like red fedora, please do. Um, yeah, uh, and just, a giant trench coat. I, mean, I just found these shiny ass shoes at Payless for like I think I got them fifty percent off, so they were like twelve dollars or something. Oh my god, they're just incredible. <laughs> I want to make you a t-shirt that says, like, what would Al do? What would Al Calavici do? And that should be, like, what what you live your life by. Like, or what would Al Calavici wear? And then yeah. everything you see on sale, you have to be like, would Al wear that? And if you would, you're like, yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, we are going to be discussing episode eight, The Blessing of Many Fractures. Um, what do you guys think that's about? Uh, I could even read the description for you because I'm reading it now and it doesn't give anything away. So I'm going to read it to you. Danny faces his fear. Colleen meets her match. Joy makes a hasty decision. Ward struggles to accept his sister's admiration. There you go, guys. Somebody, somebody's going to learn how to break bones with their words. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> their, ble- their blessing. It's going to be Kyle. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle reveals he's he's had a superpower all along. He can look at someone and he can go, arm, oh, and their arm breaks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, except he has to say, like, the proper name of the bones. He's like, femur. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yes, that will indeed happen next week. I can't remember if Kyle's back. I think he might be. I hope so. Nutty, do you want to take us out with an Excelsior? Excelsior! Yay! Bye, everyone. Kyle, come back. We love you. We miss you. Bye. Thank you for listening. 
you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!